Action Park Media. All right, this is Flashbacks. I'm Jessica Hall. And I'm Deanna Stagliano. And today we have two very special guests, a mother-daughter duo. Yeah, I'm so excited. So from TLC's Smothered, we have Dawn and Cher in with us today. And I am so excited because I see that we follow each other on Instagram. And so I was looking at your page and I love how you guys match all the time. It's kind of crazy. I'm looking at them right now. They are in Florida and I'm looking at these two beautiful women and I'm just like, oh my gosh, I hope I look like with my daughter, I, I don't think I'll ever amount to what they look like. Which one is? Uh, long story short. I know. Sucks. So which one is mother? Which one is daughter? Huh? <laughs> so see, you see what I did there? You see what I did there? I did. <laughs> you guys are going into season four? We're yeah. in season four right now. Yeah, it's been great. It's yes. been so much fun, but very scary to watch back as well. Why? G- give us a little, for everyone out there that has not seen Smothered, uh, they are filming the fourth season on TLC. And I'm just curious, what, what, what's going on? Give a little... We don't see the show until the world sees it. So we don't see how they're going to portray what they're going to do with the show. So last season, my mom got a lot of love. This season, she's getting a lot of hate. In this season, you see a lot of drama between my my mom and my in-laws. It's the first time you're meeting my in-laws on TV. And so um, there's a lot that goes down. My mom, in the last episode, you just saw my mom get pushed in the pool by my mother-in-law. So oh. it's always hard to walk that stuff back. And yeah. you can't help but feel like, oh, we're like finally starting to get into a good place. And now we have to put ourselves back into that. And it's tough. It's really tough. It's sometimes. hard to rewatch it. Want to move on. And then like Cher said, it's hard to move on. You're seeing it again. Well, <laughs> well that's, that's the life of reality TV. Jessica and I know that very well. So sometimes it's really hard yeah. because people who are watching don't realize that you probably filmed it several months ago. So at times yeah. to watch things play back after maybe you have done some processing or healing in your own life, it's probably really hard to relive some of those scenarios. So let's circle back to the issue with the in-laws. What's happening there? Before the in-law comment, (laughs) I just want to tell you something that I do, Dawn, that you can totally uh, do or not do, but I don't think I've ever watched one thing that I've been on TV-wise, and I've never listened back to a podcast. Don't listen to her, Dawn. Do not listen to her. (laughs) Just go live with blinders and be like, you know what? I'm good. Don't read anything. Don't look at anything. And you know, you know, you know, your truth and it's like god oh, that feels pretty good <laughs> i listen to every single episode so i never ever have so yes what happened with the in-laws you can't just leave us hanging you got thrown in a pool by your mother-in-law well yes because i kind of want Cher to move back to tampa and she wants her to stay in miami and so we're just looking for a house and and it was difficult because I said, don't buy the house. They have one more year and then decide. And she says, buy the house. So it's just not agreeing. We're yeah. butting heads. Yes. <laughs> butting heads. But I, that's a little aggressive to throw you in a pool. Don, I hope you threw back down. Sorry, but come on. to be continued (laughs) I see I see I'll have to wait to watch it Deanna here was the bachelorette on ABC so she knows all about the wonderful world of editing and the craziness what goes on so since the three seasons have already aired what has been the craziest moment in reality TV that you both experienced together a moment that maybe you thought I don't know if I'm gonna come back you know uh, fighting or something that happened between the two of you. Best moment is when Cher told me, 
when she first start, we started on the show, she told me that she was pregnant. <laughs> I didn't oh. she was pregnant and reliving that I had I cried again that was the oh. best moment of my life that I was going to become a Mimi a grandma <laughs> oh I love that I love that I love that you just went to a positive when I went to a negative <laughs> <laughs> but how fun is that you'll have we should try to move forward from the negatives you know we see it all online and all the gossip forums and for us you know when we're in that moment we don't see anything negative we're like, this is just like every day. But of course on TV, you only see a couple minutes of what's going on all month. That's Um, why, that's why I like to bring, I always uh, throw Deanna under the bus because she was the bachelorette. So she knows all those moments. So we do understand that so much about, you know, the few minutes that they decide to show or how they edit and piece it together and just having all that craziness. But we definitely understand that. So it's nice to kind of like, you know, this is flashbacks. We talk about the stuff that goes on behind the camera and the days before social media where people could just like go on and say whatever they want. You know, we are so grateful, I think, that we did most of our reality TV when social media wasn't as big as it is today. And ladies, if no one ever gave you the advice, stay off of the forums. Do not read that stuff. Those are a bunch of people who don't know who you are. They don't have an opinion. They don't even know the truth. They're just sitting there blindly tapping negative things for no reason. Don't read that shit. Don't read that stuff. It's poison. Boom. Amen. (laughs) It's so true. It's hard though when it's like, you know, you put yourself out there and then you get so much hate and you're like, you don't know the real us. Like, yes. you don't know bits and pieces. <laughs> um, but, you know, that's that's what's so great about reality TV is it's just fun to watch. Yeah. You know, it is enjoyable. I love watching all the other mother and daughter duos. Um, but like you were just saying, you were on, you know, television before like Facebook forums and all these Reddits were like as big. And that's how, you know, I used to be on MTV's myself. Oh, we had Facebook forums and Reddits. I'm not that old. I'm not that dinosaur. (laughs) We had those things. I I mean, I'm not that old, but I know what you're saying. Social media was not alive. We did not have, I mean. Right. Were people as mean? Were people mean back then? Yes. Um, I used to have to fight my dad from going onto the forums to defend me because people were on there writing that I lived in a trailer park and my brother was in prison. And my dad was like, but this is not true. Here we are. We all have our own homes and we're doing fine. And I'm like, I don't, those things just don't bother me because it's so far from the truth. I don't feel, I don't feel like it's necessary to defend myself in that realm. And also the other piece to remember the the amount of people that actually go onto a forum like that to read and write such negative things. It's so minuscule. Like it's so small. It's probably like three people in their chat room with like writing under 10 different pages so they can talk shit about you and feel good about their own lives. Like it's just not real. But that's what humans do. Like we focus on the negative. Like you get 100 great comments and you see that one negative. You're like, what's that? What what are you doing? What do you mean by that? So, well, Jessica and I were also just having this conversation where I was saying there, there are several different types of people, right? I am a realist. That's how I am. Like, I'm not this forever optimistic person that sees the glass half full all the time, but that's just who I am. And those are your fundamental core pieces that cannot be changed. You know what I mean? So like, what are you? You're reading those, mom. You know what I mean? Like you're reading those forums. Why are you reading them? It's true. I shouldn't be. We are your therapy for the day. But you know, it's so true. It's like hurt people hurt people and so you really need to try it like I always say like not look at it but we don't honestly let it bother us as much like we do laugh a lot at it too I'm Um, really happy in my relationship with Cher and our closeness and our bond and that really is what all that counts and I'm like mom hold me back like I want to be like don't talk bad about her. That's my mama. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Okay, so let's talk about some of these rules that you two set as um, being, you know, a mother and daughter in a very close relationship. Uh, I read uh, that you guys have 
rules uh, when it comes to having dinner with your husbands or the time that you guys give each other away from one another. Can you kind of let the audience know kind of what that entails? We usually text a lot during the day and we speak to the, on the phone all the time. And, you know, when you're married, you have to give your husband some time, too, and make them feel important. So I taught her, and I do it myself. I'm not as good at it, but she's better at it, is that when we have dinner with our husbands, we don't pick up the phone to each other, and we give our undivided attention to them and make our husbands feel important for the, that, you know, hour. My mom and I just call each other all day long. It's just you know, she's like my person that I'll just be like, Hey, like what you doing? Nothing. Like anytime I'm bored. So we try to avoid that when we are with our significant others, because, you know, they need our attention at that moment. Um, Cher, forgive me for not knowing this answer. Are you an only child? No, No. I have two brothers as well. Okay. Older than me. Dawn, are you as close to the brothers? Yes, I am. Yes, I am. I speak to them every day. But of course, they're boys, so they don't want to speak to me a lot. You know, yeah. I'm happy to get one time a day with them. <laughs> but I am very close. A different kind of relationship. But yes, I am very close with them, too. I want to I wanna go back to this in-law situation, but I can't because I know I have to wait. Season four is out now, um, but it's just ended with my mom getting thrown in the pool, and so... You have to wait and see how things move forward. Oh, that's why I can't know. Okay, okay. but now, Don and Cher, tell us, because we know reality TV well, how much of this is truth and how much is being played up for the sake of television? Like, do you truly not get along with the in-laws? It's okay if you don't. We have our moments, you know, like <laughs> any in-laws. Yes. <laughs> they are friends, too. Like, they were friends. Like, they are yeah. close. But, like, they also are close enough where they can bet heads. And, like, my mom and I are super close, and I think yes. that they just are kind of figuring out their role. Like, everyone's figuring out how to how to work through the thing, so. That's a good um, answer. How do you know? At the same time, it's a little difficult because yeah. Cher was in New York before, but now she's in Florida, too. And her in-laws live in Florida, and I live in Florida, so it's a little difficult right now. Do you guys kind of set out your week, how that's going to look like on certain days, you get to hang out with your mom. On the other days, you hang out with your in-laws. Who gets to be with the granddaughter, right? Like, how do you divvy up that time? Or do you just, have you guys just worked really hard on healthy boundaries and be like, knock before you come in, please? Well, that was the issue. The healthy boundaries thing was the issue on this last episode. My mom just like came, she felt like everyone should be included. We should all be one big happy family. And my husband's parents were like, no, like, we want our own time with them where you're not involved. So I think we're still trying to figure that out. And I think it's a, it's a learning process. You know, now that I have a daughter, I want everyone to be super close. And we're just trying to figure out those boundaries still. Um, but I don't live in Miami. I live in the Tampa Bay area. So I'm like four and a half hours away. Oh, so that's not that bad. It's not like you can pop over on a Friday afternoon or else it's a long drive, right, Dawn? <laughs> I feel like Dawn would. You can't have a bunch of wine and then go home. True. <laughs> um, Dawn, did you follow Cher to Florida? So I grew up in Florida, um, and then I actually moved to New York while my husband did his residency there, and then he just moved back here for a fellowship, and that's why we're in Miami. But I do hope to one day come to Tampa where my mom is. Like, that's where I grew up. That's what I know. I love that area. Um, but my husband's family obviously wants him to stay in South Florida. So we're just kind of taking it one day at a time and trying to figure out where we'll end up next. 
All right. Now my next question is walk us through a shopping scenario. Are you guys specifically going into stores and buying the same shirt? Are you wearing the same size? Are you just raiding each other's closet? Do you even have the same earrings on right now? I think they do. Uh, a little different, very similar. So I'm the shopper in the family and I love to shop. So what happens is I go to the stores and I look around and when I see something, I go, oh, wow, I think Cher will like something similar to this. I, we never get exactly the same, but very similar, I buy for the both of us. Yeah. <laughs> you, we're never caught wearing, like usually when we're wearing an exact outfit, but just, yeah, very similar. And it's nice because I don't have time to go shopping now that I have like a daughter who's, you know, a three-year-old. It's hard to find that time for like me time. So having my mom be like, oh, I just bought you the cutest outfit. I'm like, yes, I love this. Like, I don't want that Well, and the nice thing is she's your mom. It's not like she's like Venmo me the twenty eight ninety nine. She's yeah. your mom. She buys it for you, which is so fun. <laughs> Good point. You know, when I buy something and I see something really cute, if I don't get it for her, I feel bad. Like recently I bought this cute sun hat and I said, you know, I only bought one. So when I came here to visit this past yesterday, I said, you know, let me give it to her. I'll go back to the store and get another one. Wait, that was yours? Yeah. Oh, so nice of you. I got it because I said, she knows that she doesn't buy like two things then I'll end up raiding her closet or she'll raid mine so and what I do is I try it on and I see if it'll look good on her I can kind of tell <laughs> my gosh I, I, I know a great situation I know it's like having two yeah. sisters I'm really a girly girl I came from only a sister so after I had the two boys and I had Sherry said oh boy I started her dressing like this when she was you um before the show before the show wh why were you so close like obviously you you you're on smothered because the two of you are so close and there already is that storyline there but before that what was life like for you guys you know what I mean like you clearly have always been really close so what was that out through adolescence through middle school through high school what was that we were always very close of course the height the middle school years you go through that hard time. But you take her yelling at me. You keep going and you don't stop and get yourself back close together. You know, my mom and I actually wrote a book before we were even on Smothered called A Bond That Lasts Forever. And basically it was how we got so close and how other mothers and daughters can too. And so we've always had that, you know, really strong bond, but we definitely had those hard times. And so we kind of were hoping when, when we applied to go on Smothered, it was, they were casting for mothers and daughters who were best friends. We did not know it was going to be called Smothered. So when I found out, I was like, oh no, what did I sign myself up for? Um, but originally I wanted to go on to show like, it's cool to be close to your mom like it can totally be a great thing um so and you know before going on smothered we were on other reality shows as well and so because like we already had this um this kind of like following, following it was really nice to be able to share like kind of where we are now in our lives what is the age difference 30 years no way she's 30 so, and I'm 62. <laughs> yeah. I, what do you mean? Yeah. I, I, you, you, whatever genes are like, oh my gosh, you too. Oh my goodness. I better look that good. What is your secret? 
I know when people say, is this your mom or your twin? I'm like, wait, is that a good thing or a bad thing? No. I mean, I look sexy too. She looks (laughs) First of all, you're both beautiful and your mom looks amazing. You sisters for sure. Sisters, but you do uh, 62. I was, I was thinking, okay, maybe this is like you had her 18 type of deal. I really, truly thought that. Like, you guys, you definitely look like sisters, and I know you get that all the time, but wow. Wow, wow, wow. <laughs> I feel like I got to step my game up right now. My Botox hasn't kicked in. I'm, you know, barely washed my hair today. <laughs> we're getting there. We're getting there. <laughs> okay, okay. So, smothered on TLC. You two are fantastic. Can you let our uh, listeners know where they can find you, follow you, and, you know, get that book? I think that's a great thing that you two wrote together, and it's, it's nice that you're sharing your bond with everyone else. Thank you. Well, we actually also have a podcast. It's called Chattermouth Podcast, and our season two is about to launch. So we're super excited about that. Um, and it's a place where we can really talk and people get to know kind of like the real us behind the camera, behind the scenes. And also different perspectives, a, a 32-year-old perspective and a 62-year-old mm-hmm. perspective on topics. So yeah. it's pretty cool. Yeah. Sometimes we don't agree and then other times we do. Yeah. So um, you can definitely follow us on Chattermouth Podcast um, or follow us on Instagram or TikTok. I'm at Cher Hubshire and she's at Dawn.Hubshire on Instagram and Dawn Hubshire on TikTok. So, um, and also our book, A Bond That Lasts Forever, you can pick it up anywhere that you get your books. So thank you so, so much. Cool. Oh, it was so great. Thank you guys for um, making the time to talk with us today. Of course. Uh, thank you. And, uh, and I, I'm, I'm going to be watching the episode where you got thrown in the pool. I'm going to find out why. <laughs> All right, ladies. Thank Bye, you guys. so much. Thank you. Take care. Bye. Wow. Diana. They were extremely close. I am shocked that they are 30 years apart, and they both, I mean, they both look exceptionally good. Um, like I said earlier, I think I got to step up my game. She's 62 and looking that good. Like, why isn't that I can't even pull myself together for a simple, like, podcast? They are so beautiful. You know what I was doing? I was admiring both of their hair. They have such beautiful hair, and I, like, barely blow-dried my hair this morning, but I was staring at them on the screen, and I was like, oh, my God, they both are having the most perfect hair day today. Uh, Do you think they, like, curled their hair together this morning? I can't. I can't. I don't know. I mean, their relationship is very, very close. I think it's so funny about, like— the in-laws coming in, because I can only picture after talking with Dawn and Cher that that probably is hard for Dawn to have, you know, another mother-like figure kind of come into her daughter's life. I mean, clearly it was that she's being thrown into a pool, full hair, makeup, and clothes all. So um, eyelashes floating in the pool. You know what I wanted to ask that I didn't get to ask? I wanted to know if her boys were married. And then I wanted to know the dynamic between the Dawn and the boys, her sons, significant others, or if they're married sure, or girlfriends. I wanted to yeah. know the dynamic there. I'm sure it's different with uh, boys, like like she said, especially when it comes to, you know, I feel like when boys, like, get married and they, they kind of, like, go towards that family more and the daughters go more towards, um, I think, their side of the family. But, you know, in-laws, it's, they're funny. Uh, I, I, I have some funny stories. I mean, I'm married to an identical twin. Uh, I love um, Kyle's brother so much. I mean, he was actually over for dinner last night, and the man just is happy if I feed him. So he's very low-maintenance. <laughs> I, I, I do. I he love really that guy. Is. Oh, he is he so low He loves your children like they are his own. Yes. It, you know, it, it, but maybe that helps because he's not married and he doesn't have kids. So um, it works. But my sister-in-law, Linnea, oh, she she's a ball of fun. She's the crazy one. Um, back in the day when I, I had a bachelorette party in Minnesota where Kyle's from. I'm from L.A., but they wanted to throw me this, you know, 
night out right before I got married. And I'm, I'm really young. I think I was 24 at the time. And she, <laughs> let's just say we got kicked out of two bars in the Midwest, which is really, really hard to do, by really the way. Really hard to do. <laughs> There's so much canned beer. Like, it's it's like never ending. That's really hard uh, yeah, to get kicked pretty out much. of a Midwest we, bar. We, we managed to do that. And it's, uh, <laughs> she's a little brawler and I love it. You know, she's a confident, tough woman. And uh, I, I don't recall exactly the whole night on why we got kicked out. I do remember um, I, like a beer can flying through the bar because I think we got cut off at some point. Um, I, I, I probably shouldn't be able to recall the story because I don't quite remember it. But um, yeah, in-laws, in-laws are fun for sure. Well, and family dynamic in general We've said this a thousand times on the podcast. We're all a product of how we were raised, right? Mm -hmm. There's no two people that are alike. Although twins can be creepily the same. Twins I've are creepily the same. Creepy, creepy, creepy. <laughs> I, I mean, I've always loved, like, Stephen and his brother. Also, people laugh at us because we are both married to identical twins, which mm -hmm. makes this situation pretty unique. I it is. So it's myself. weird. They're, twins are always in my life in some way, somehow. And but they are sometimes, like, creepily the same. You know what I mean? Like, Stephen can yeah. think of something and know that about Michael. Or like when they were really young, Michael has had seizures pretty much his whole life. Like Stephen didn't necessarily um, know that that was happening at the time, but like during high school one day, Michael had a seizure and he was being taken out by ambulance and Stephen just knew something was wrong. He said to his teacher, I need to go. And the teacher was like, you need to sit your butt down. And Stephen was like, no, oh something God. is really wrong. He was having like almost like um, anxiety, you know what I mean? Like a yeah, panic attack. Yeah. Like he just knew something was not right with Michael, but he didn't know what it was. And then come to find out that day, Michael had had a seizure and was taken to the hospital by ambulance. And Stephen didn't know, but he literally later was like, holy smokes, that was it. Like I felt him. And he says this to me all the time. He's like, we were literally in the womb together. We were like, we were this one in the same. And I'm like, well, I don't know. But it's, we, it's, it's okay, weird. So Kyle and Lane, that uh, my husband, identical twin brother, obviously they shared a sack or whatever. That's so gross. <laughs> <laughs> that sounded really gross, right? It sounds totally. I don't know. Did I say that wrong? It okay, sounds maybe. pretty nasty. So Kyle was like born like, I can say it now and laugh because he's fine, clearly. But he was <laughs> born dead. So Lane came out and Lane was like this, like, you know, four pound at that time. They were premature. Yeah. So that was like good Most for him. Most twins are. So Lane came out fine, but Kyle was born and he wasn't responsive. He wasn't alive. They literally had to bring him back. And so he was in um, the NICU or is it an incubator or what is it yeah. called? Uh, but they also put Lane in there together. I don't know. And is they it an were like, I don't That's know. It's like a I heater don't. thing where you like, I don't know. Uh, clearly, I, I cannot speak today. I, I <laughs> hope to gosh that made sense about the sack. But, anyways, they were in it together because they were in the womb and that would help them, you know, just. I remember Frank telling me that because they were early and oh they, my gosh. right? When he would go in to visit, he would put the boys' heads together because they were obviously in the womb together. They were super close. And he would put the boys' heads together so that they knew that they were in there together and not alone so that they could feel each other because in the womb, right? They were constantly, uh, like, next to each other. Yeah. No, so the safety of them being together, right, for the sake of their survival and growth and everything else. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Twins, well, man. There, there, there's our little in-law stories. Um, <laughs> but, yes, thank you to John and Cher for joining us here on Flashbacks. And I, I, I'm really interested in the show Smothered. Um, I think it's funny, the name of it, because it kind of says it <laughs> for what it is. Yeah, I mean, but, right? Cher was kind of laughing. She was like, I didn't know it was going to be called Smothered, but to me, yeah. it fits pretty perfectly. I'm finding that in my old age. <laughs> my old age. Older age. I won't right. even cut myself that way. I'm Why finding not? in that I am older, 
I always was a true extrovert. And I think that you are too, Jessica. I, I was always a people person. I love to be out and about. I love to go to dinners. I love to be around people and talk and have all of the things. Mm-hmm. And I'm just finding that as I'm getting a little older, I am more introverted. I'm oh, almost 100%. finding that I have a little bit more of social anxiety in large groups of people uh-huh. that I would much rather just be at home with my kids and Stephen and eat dinner and and enjoy ourselves in our little quiet space. And, and you know, like that keeps me calm. But I can't imagine the two of them, like, it's almost like the emotional need for the two of them to be together or to be that close. Oh, for sure. I she don't. said they talk several times a day. And they were, yeah. <laughs> My dad just called me and I hit I hit the silence button. I texted him. I was like, I'll call you later. Well, I mean, it's, it's I, I, I don't know. I don't know the dynamic. I haven't seen the show. I feel like maybe I'd understand a little bit more of the relationship. But I just feel like, I mean, there's not enough hours in the day to, like, keep— you know, all these relationships going, like, I, I don't even call my husband throughout the day. Like, sometimes I'll check in, like, hey, you good? Because I feel bad because the day just gets away. I mean, yesterday I dropped my kids off at school, and I didn't even get home until literally pickup. I, I kind of got conned into volunteering at my son's school. I, well, I think they thought I was someone else. It was a weird situation, <laughs> let's just say. I ended up staying all day and never— because it's a newer school. I don't know this one. I obviously know my daughter's school, but this is like a TK program. And yeah, long story short, I think they confused me with someone else. But it was great. Good times. Um, <laughs> yeah. So anyways, check out Smother TLC. That was Donna's share that we interviewed. And uh, just to get that whole mother duo dynamic, you know, vibe from them is, yeah, it's interesting. So I— just, Wasn't there a little piece of the, that you were like looking through them and you were kind of like, oh— Hoping Addison and I are always this close, right? I mean, do you you hope that you and Sophie are always this close? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I truly <laughs> at some point, a long time from now, want her no, to leave I and mean, cleave. But like, also, if she wants to live with me and stay with me forever, I'm totally fine. Okay, good point. I am actually building a guest house in my backyard right now, and I told Sophie that that's her house, and she's never because. <laughs> but the other day, I can't do that too much because she goes, "Mom." Oliver said he's going to college. I go, okay, that's great. I was like, "You're going to go to college," and she goes, "No, I'm not. I'm going to live with you forever." And I was like. Oh. Okay. Yes, you can. Stay and I'm here thinking forever. about it. I'm like, okay, you know, if, okay, then I don't have to worry when she's there or, you know, someone slipping something there a drink and like thinking all these things. And I was like, okay, cool. Yeah, you can skip college. It's fine. <laughs> I, I've said that a thousand times yeah. to people who have older children. And I'm like, how do you let them leave? Yeah, it's scary. Like right now, I know where she is at all times. I can take care of her. I know that she's eating a well-balanced meal. I know yes. what she's drinking throughout the day. How do you get to the point at when they're 18 when they're 18, these children are supposed to leave, and you're supposed to want them to leave. And sometimes they don't call you for several days in a row. I, I don't know. I think, I mean, I'm such I'm such a baby. Like, I, I, I like to have control. Like, I don't even, the stuff that I did in my earlier years of uh, partying and going, there was no Ubers. There's no social media. I had a sidekick for a cell phone. <laughs> I mean, this, I don't know how I'm alive because of those early Hollywood days to where, I mean, every every night was a certain club to go to. Every hot spot, you wanted to be there. You wanted to be seen. You wanted to drink. You wanted to have fun. You wanted to eat those street dogs on the sh- street that was probably not even hot dogs. That are still living in your gut. Those are still living <laughs> okay, in your gut. Cool. <laughs> but there are so many mo- carefree moments in my early years that I, I thought I was untouchable. Like, no one's going to hurt me or I'm not going to get in any bad situations. Like... So back then that was okay, but now I'm just, I mean, I, I recently went um, to a bachelorette trip uh, to Cabo, and I was there with 19 girls, 19 really fun, amazing girls that were just, like, ready to let loose. And for some reason, like, I was held back a little bit because I, 
I was nervous. Like, I go, well, okay, we're 19 girls staying in this house. This is great. Like, uh, you know, I think I'm too old to get, like, sex traffic. But what am I— It'd be easy to lose one of you, though. I mean, there's 19 of you. all these crazy things that I read that I have in fear of so many and people that have, like— It just all was, like, coming over me. I'm like, what am I doing? Have fun. Let loose. Which, clearly, I did. But there was moments that I was, like, kind of reserved. And I was never like that before. Is it now? Why? Because I'm— well, older, I just think you're older. I, I think you have kids, kids right? Your priorities are very different. I also think we live in a world where, like, news is so in our face. Like, is all you it? have to yeah. do is open up your phone. You don't even have to open up your phone. You can tap your phone and slide it, and you're seeing the top news stories for the day. And yes, news is not fun. Like, it's, it's there's no good news out there. But that's the problem, Dion, is I want to be in the known, so I'm reading a lot. Then I'm also—then I get sad about certain things, or I get, like, in my head, and then I, 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 I don't want to live in fear— also, you know, but I want to obviously but be— I, I say this all the time. My, I think men and women operate very differently because Stephen will say, oh, you're, you're so fearful of things. You're so fearful of things. I don't think that I live in fear. I think that I am just aware. I aware. am just okay. aware. That's a good I point. Am, aware. I try. My dad drove into me as a child to be aware of your surroundings. And I am. I swear to God, I am always aware of my surroundings. Don't try and attack me at my car because I am waiting and ready for you. And I have my keys and I will cut you. I you will hurt you. You know, it's really <laughs> funny. There was this girl that I freaking adore that um, I connected with on the bachelorette party. And she just, she's just like a badass, confident woman that I was like, ooh, I'm going to hang out. With, like, you know, follow her. <laughs> She'll totally yeah, take Yeah, I was like, I got to hang out with this girl. <laughs> I remember we're walking on the streets in Cabo, um, trying to get into a club, which I'll tell you that story about later. <laughs> and I went and I kind of like was holding on to her purse strap. But then like when she kind of walked it, it kind of tugged a little bit. She turned around. I thought she was going to be, she didn't know it was me. She was ready to throw it down. And I like had a coward back down. I was like, oh my gosh, it's me, it's me. But I was like, damn, I like her. Yeah. But you know, you do, you have to be aware of your surroundings and yeah. you're, you know, you're drunk Diligent. and walking through. Diligent, is that the right word? Vigilant. You have to be vigilant. Be aware of your surroundings. Mm-hmm. You got to protect you, man. No, completely understandable. Can't so, trust people. Don't trust them. Be well, aware of your it? surroundings. You got to be vigilant. Okay. Well, see, this is why I don't even try. You were Can talking you? about like when you were a kid before cell phones and everything else came out. And I just Well, thought, then I would have learned spell check. <laughs> I, the same, right? But I was thinking like- you are this old. Have you ever seen some of those reels that say, like, oh, you are this old if you can remember this? Yes. Before the age of cell phones, I used to leave a note on the counter for my dad and be like, hey, I'm at so-and-so's. See you tomorrow. Because I didn't have a phone. Oh, I And he would just, I, like, let me leave and not hear from me for 24 hours. That's what I'm saying. There was so much stuff that we did in our younger years that could have, like, been really bad. And I don't want to think that way because I don't want to go there. But it's just crazy. And nowadays, I I mean, I send my entire, you know, let me get back to the bachelorette party. Because I, <laughs> I send my husband. I'm like, okay, here's this, this. I'm at. I, I'm telling him, like, in case of emergency. And he's like, I think you'll be okay. I'm like, well, you never know. You never know. <laughs> okay, back to bachelorette parties. Um so I just said, you know, I was in Mexico, uh, in Cabo, which I don't mean, I think that's like the end of, wait, I'm not going to try to map it out, actually. It's, I know it's Baja, California. Right? <laughs> <laughs> it's the Baja Peninsula. Whatever that. It's the Baja Peninsula. Yeah, it's that thing. That's exactly what it is. <laughs> okay, long story short, let's just talk about the parties. Um, that's that's what I excel in. Um 19 Girls Cabo, we are celebrating uh, Kristen's, you, you know, she's getting married soon. We were, I mean, these girls were ready to party. What I love about them is, like, everybody knew, okay, I'm here for the weekend. I am going to have the best time. We are going to do it up. You know, I'm kind of, like, old school, like, thinking, oh, you know, it's it's a bachelor party. Should I get, like, dick straws? Like, what do we want? No one does that anymore, by the way. <laughs> no, because well, they're offensive. 
Are they? Yeah. Dick oh, I do not want to be drinking out of a straw with a penis in my face. I don't want a penis in my face ever, like ever, ever. But I sure don't want a cup with a penis straw in it. Okay, so where did that even come about? Because it's like, what I think is it's it? because like most, like the, the bachelorette party started from like, this was your last hurrah, the bachelor party, the bachelor so party, because dip. you're going to get married. The old ball and chain, people would say. Mm-hmm. What a negative way to look at marriage. But that was, like, your bachelor party, your bachelorette party was, like, the last hurrah. So, like, a lot of people ran with the fact that, like, this will be the last penis you ever see in your whole life. So, so now then, I have a bunch of blown-up ones thrown at you. It's weird. <laughs> it's you know, weird. I never really asked that question on why that was such a thing. But, I mean, I remember my bachelorette party. Granted, it was a very long time ago. But, yeah, I remember a bunch of penises. Like, there was literally, like, pin the penis on. There's a blown-up. <laughs> I guess now that you you think about that, <laughs> but I think that's that why because correct. they're saying like, oh, you're gonna have one penis for the rest of your life, so like yeah. that's it, all your penises are done. Okay, so needless to say, there's no penises in Cabo on this trip, but there was just a lot of girls ready to party. We played flip cup, which you know I love my games, uh, beer pong. We rented this huge house that housed 19 of us. It was. On a resort, but it was, like, one of the houses off the resort. Um, I haven't spent much time in Cabo, so it was definitely um, kind of newer to me, like, the whole renting a house outside of a hotel. We had a chef there that cooked for us, which I was absolutely in heaven. Like, every day? Um, yeah. Well, like, we breakfast, were there for lunch, a weekend. and dinner? Well, except for dinner. We did go out at dinner. Oh, a funny story, actually. God, I would have loved I have that. a funny story for you. So, Someone cooking for me? So we did go out one night. We went to this rooftop at the Thompson Hotel, which uh, literally I felt like I was in L.A. I, I think Cabo is a lot like L.A., to be honest. So I we're at this rooftop. We were having fun. The girls are dance machines. Everybody was let, letting loose, which I—, I I, I love that women can just go. No one's trying to look perfect or, you know, trying to sip on a drink. Like, these girls were down to have, like, just a good time. Um, but there was a guy that walked by, and he—I don't know how it kind of got connected because I didn't recognize him at first. But we have a mutual—well, now we have a mutual friend because he's my friend <laughs> on Instagram. But uh, uh, I ran into a former bachelor. Oh, who? At the rooftop, Andrew Firestone. Oh, I love Andrew yes, Firestone. Yes, He's I, delightful. He was fantastic. Super nice guy. He and nice his guy. wife are the cutest two people in the entire world, so, and they're just so fun to be around. His wife wasn't there. He was there for a draft— Football draft party or something that they do every year, and they pick, like, a place. So Cabo got it this year. So we actually mentioned you. I talked about flashbacks, and we talked about you. And then he said, yeah, I've been trying to get her to come to a, one of his hotels. He will host Barbara. us anytime we oh, want to go. he told us. I was like, well, if she want to take you up on it, I will. <laughs> <laughs> he's invited me several times, and it's just yeah, never worked out. That. Or, like, all of the bachelorette, bachelorettes. He's like, we'll put you guys up, and we can bring you to the winery, whatever you want. They are so fun. Yes. I, like, truly, truly, like, adore him and his wife. They're just good people. You know what I mean? Yeah. And for someone, like, he was on The Bachelor so very long ago, but, like, he also has a job. Do you know what I mean? Like, their family doesn't rely just on, like, the Bachelor franchise for whatever. I think it's not hurt them in any way. But, like, they live really normal lives. And he's really funny. And so is his wife. They're great. We should go. Do you want to go this weekend? Okay. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get back to the show. I feel like we're jumping so much on this episode. I hope everyone is following along pretty well right now. <laughs> you know, from talking to the smothered uh, women to the bachelorette party to the dicks to what else we talked about? The twins. Like, we are kind of a mess today. It's a good episode, I think. You do? Pack it all in one. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, we're, like, jumping. We're going to shove so much information down your throat. Ugh. Now, sorry. Now I'm thinking about dicks in your face. This is just getting weird. <laughs> it's totally weird. <laughs> okay. 
Let me talk one more thing about The Bachelor, and then um, I think we should end this because we are just choppy as sh- shit. <laughs> choppy as shit. <laughs> Do you want to use we're drinking? <laughs> uh, we've not been drinking. Okay. It is Friday, though, so I wouldn't mind. Um <laughs> Do a lot of you said that earlier, and I, I'm just curious. Do a lot of people rely on the Bachelor franchise to? I mean, you said when they actually have jobs. Like, what does that mean? Because there are a lot of people that I feel have stayed in the entertainment business. Do most people that go on the Bachelor Bachelorette want to be in the entertainment world? I don't know if that is the goal going into it. I just think that once you come off the show, you are presented with so many fun, great opportunities that it's hard to turn them down. Do you know what I mean? And now I've said this a billion times, but the show is just very different with social media. Like you don't even have to get an opportunity to do anything on television. You can just sell teeth whitener and you don't have to have a real job. You know what I mean? Just because the world of social media has just changed the popularity of the show and what it looks like with life after the show. Okay. I mean, Andrew is different because he was a super popular bachelor. I mean, he's he's good looking. He like women loved him as the bachelor. He he was like dapper and he wasn't poor. Do you know what I mean? His family has uh, Firestone. Like it's just like he was a really great bachelor, and also he has a really great personality. Is his wife was she on the Bachelor? No, okay. no, they met after, and she's also really wonderful. And they've got kids who are super cute and musically talented. They're just like their whole family is a whole thing. You just like want to love them. Oh, I know they're great. Okay, but so- I. I think now there are people, because the show is just so different, uh, there are people who probably totally go on the show and think, oh, I'm going to come off of this and be famous and never have to have a real job. Yeah. And I think there are also other contestants that have gone on the show and parlayed it into a real, like, business. You know what I mean? And that is their real job. Like, I think of people like Caitlin Bristow. She gets to do everything that she loves, and she's very deserving of all of those. She works really hard. She has a wine label. She's got a really successful podcast. She has she does live shows all the time. Like she's living out all of her best dreams. She got to do Dancing with the Stars years after her season aired because that's what she she really wanted the opportunity to do that. But yeah. the executive producer, who's a male, held a lot of the women back from doing that. I wanted to do it, but I wasn't allowed to do it. But they allowed every male bachelor to do it if they were asked. Oh, but they held us women you're back, right? Because every the bachelor ended, and that person would go on to Dancing with the Stars because it's all the ABC family. Yeah. Oh, I see. Yeah. Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah. So there's a lot of people who mm-hmm. have. I don't think it was their intentions going into the show, but coming out of it, they've just parlayed parlayed it into a really successful business, you know, getting to do things that they genuinely love. And I think that's a that's a that's a really great success story. You know what I mean? Like sometimes yeah. the relationships don't work out, but like why shouldn't these people get to do what they want for a living? Oh, okay. All right. Well, there you have it. Uh, this is Flashbacks. Uh, thank you for sticking with us this episode. <laughs> Deanna thinks it's great. I think um, we jumped like crazy, but uh, if you listen, then I really do appreciate it. Well, that. listen and feel free to DM me. I read every last one, and I so appreciate all the compliments. I've been getting it a lot lately. People are really enjoying just the two of us on each episode. I'll take the compliments all day. I'll take them. DM me. <laughs> all right. I'm Jessica Hall. I'm Deanna Stagliano. Stagliano.